The scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more important and powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Send your word, O Lord, like the rain falling down upon the earth. Send your word, O Lord, like the rain falling down upon the earth. You may be seated. Now, as at least one of you knows, I'm an avid reader, but I have to admit, I don't tend to retain a lot of the details of the books that I read. And maybe that's why an important part of my life as a reader is to log every single book that I have read in Goodreads so that I don't inadvertently pick another book up that I have already read before. That said, many, many, many years ago now, I read a book that really has stuck with me, or at least one part of it has. The book is The Yada Yada Prayer Group by Nita Jackson. And it's about a very different group of women who meet at a conference and become close friends. And as the name suggests, they form a prayer group. The main character of the book, her name is Jody, and her life is just going beautifully. And deep down inside, it turns out, she believes that she is not in terrible need of the grace of God, at least not in the same ways that some of her friends are, in her opinion. One day, the prayer group is studying one of Jesus' parables from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18. The parable goes like this. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. 
I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, as this parable is read in her prayer group, Jody recalls that one of her friends had once said that Jody didn't really know what it meant to be saved by grace. And then it hits her. Jody realizes that she indeed is guilty of being a Pharisee. Here is an excerpt from the book. The realization that I was like that self-inflated Pharisee was shocking, but it was true. I was proud. Hey God, it's me, Jody, the good girl. God, aren't you proud of me? I've been married almost 20 years, unlike Ruth, who's on her third husband, or Shonda, who has kids by several daddies. And thank you for my kids off on their mission trip to build houses for Mexico's poor, while Yo-Yo's brother is sneaking off to those parties and doing who knows what. You should be proud of me, God, because I know the Bible from cover to cover. And don't forget, God, I've never done drugs like Florida or even smoked a lousy cigarette. Have never forged a check like Yo-Yo or played the stupid lottery like Shonda. But Jesus has said that it was the other man, the one who knew he was just a sinner, who went home forgiven. The other Jody the one who's basically selfish and petty, who flies off the handle at her husband, who was driving angry a couple of weeks ago, who was driving too fast for weather conditions, who hit a young kid. Oh God, Jody cried out, have mercy on me. I am just a sinner, have mercy. Now, I want to say, that many of the things that Jody judges her friends about are things that you and I may not feel judgmental of others about. I am not here to cast that judgment today. That's not really the reason I shared this excerpt with you today. The point here and the reason this part of the book has always stuck with me is that I am very prone to being like the Pharisee Jody looking at my life and feeling like I have things in control and that I am a good person. But I know that I need to be very aware of the other Jody in me, the one who is very much in need of the saving grace of God and that I should be thankful for it every day. In short, I realize that I am frequently self-righteous and uncharitably judgmental of others while giving myself a big old pass. Maybe this is something you realize you do as well. 
In the scripture today, we find crowds of people flocking to hear John the Baptist speak of repentance and forgiveness and to then step into the waters of the Jordan seeking to be washed clean. Do not miss the opportunity to see yourself in that crowd. Do not miss the opportunity to be reminded of your need for the grace of God and his cleansing love. Do not be tempted to be like the Pharisee Jody and to look at the others in the crowd and to decide that they are in much greater need of repentance and forgiveness. Because when we do that, we are missing out on the greatest gift ever given. So the crowds are gathered by the riverside, and then Jesus, the ultimate good guy Jesus, the one God is indeed very proud of, then Jesus gets in line to be baptized too. What was Jesus doing there in the first place? Hanging out with all these self-proclaimed sinners. What was Jesus thinking? Stepping into the waters to be cleansed right beside these lost people. Wouldn't it have been more appropriate for Jesus to take John's place and do the baptizing rather than to receive it? Now, as most of us here are well aware the hanging out with sinners that we see Jesus doing by the shores of the Jordan, well, that was just Jesus' usual way. It was his style. Jesus did not come to the world to hold himself above it all, to stay separate from the creation. He arrived to bring closer to God. And thanks be to God for that. Because it is in these stories that we find ourselves in his interactions with the sinners and in his challenges to the Pharisees. For we are both, are we not? I know I am. And while we might not understand why Jesus, the one person to ever walk the earth without sin, would be baptized himself, we do indeed read that he took this step and then we have the blessing of hearing God's response to it. An expression of love and approval. And remember, this is before Jesus has even started his work in earnest. Having read and heard this story, we can remember this when we bring our own children forward to be baptized. Or when we ourselves as adults come to the waters of baptism. Or when we are given the opportunity to remember our baptisms, as we will do in just a few moments. We believe that the waters of baptism, just as in the bread and wine of communion, we believe that through these simple elements, we are able to experience the grace of God in a tangible way. And while communion is something we can experience over and over again in our lives, 
even after the solitary act of being baptized ourselves is in our past, we are able to recall it every single day and be thankful for it. Every day, we can hear God call us beloved, just as Jesus did. Every day, we can be in the world, but not of it, just as Jesus was. Every day, we can respond to God's call to ministry, just as Jesus did. For this is who we are, God's beloved, God's set apart, God's called. So may we go out into the world, equipped by the Holy Spirit, bearing the name of Jesus everywhere we go, showing abundant, gracious love for everyone we meet, and giving glory to God in everything we do and say. Let us pray. Gracious God, it is still a mystery to us that you would come to earth in human form and walk among us. That you would come to the River Jordan and be baptized. But it is in that, in that act that, that we find meaning and, and calling that we know that we can draw closer to you through this sacrament, whether it is the first time we are baptized or whether it is a remembrance of such. Help us all this day to be fully aware and thankful for the grace that you have shown to us. Help us to draw nearer and closer to you, to become more Christ-like this day than yesterday and tomorrow more than today. All of this we lift up to you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.